Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Soap Lore, the official gathering place of newbies, novices, and OG diehard fans of the golden age of primetime. I'm your host, Jed, and reviewing and reviewing the soapy as sudsy as primetime storylines of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. We're starting off this week's showdown with Falcon Crest, Season 3, Episode 7, The Last Laugh. Let's see if Julia's about that gangster life as she enters prison, and we finally get to hear what's been tucked deep inside Jacqueline's will. Giving you the good, the bad, the bold, and the bubbly of three iconic soaps. So whether you're new to this or true to this, sit back and enjoy. Tell the kids to play outside or out of sight. To obey no questions, suggestions, or concerns for the next 25-35 minutes. Tell everyone else in earshot, listen, you can be cool, you can be calm, or you will be put out because, baby, my story's wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Soap Lore. Hey guys, welcome back to another fun-filled edition of Soap Lore. Thank you for joining me today. We are already on episode seven. Can you believe it? Season three is doing well. Can't say I'm terribly shocked, but I'm pleasantly surprised by all the developments on all three shows. We're going to start off with Falcon Crest because I don't think I've done that yet. And I wanted to make sure I give them enough love this week, especially with Julia entering prison and Jacqueline's will finally being read. They have drugged this out for the longest. It feels like it's been 10 episodes versus just the seven. Anyway, today's going to be another watch with me. I'm going to watch it in real time. And I think I'm going to leave out even more of the storyline because I really want you guys to jump in and enjoy this if you so choose to do so. Remember, I am watching Falcon Crest for free within the Amazon app, which I guess isn't free because you pay for the app. But we're watching it on free VTV with a few commercials. They're not so bad. We're going to see what Julia's print prison sentence is. Actually, I just want to see how she gets out of prison. Let's be real. We know she's not going to sit in there. She could barely hang in jail. I didn't mention this part last week. She'd been punched all upside the side of her head. No way she's going to make it. All right, guys, grab yourself something cool. I'm drinking regular, regular water. And I might have a little bit of fruit as I enjoy. Season three, episode seven of Falcon Crest. The last laugh. Ha, 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 ha. About halfway through the episode, and it's picking up speed quite nicely, the will has finally been read. Everyone goes to Chase and Maggie's house to hear it, and it goes a little something like this. Apparently, Jacqueline was papered up and wiped down. $250 million net worth. First and foremost, she leaves her grandchildren, Cole and Vicky, $1 million apiece. Circa 1981, 82, 83, that would be $3 million today. So they can live a, have a pretty good life on that. Maggie, her only daughter-in-law, she left her all the jewels and all the furs. So Maggie's got a brand new, absolutely fabulous Parisian wardrobe. What she's going to do with those furs, who knows, but I'm sure she's going to make a use of them. Getting to the getting. When it comes to Chase and his brother, Richard, they each get $5 million. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before that. So Dr. Cousins was put as the executor of the will. And his prize from her is he gets the house that Richard's living in now and he gets some other vineyard or something. Richard has to move out, which sounds kind of crappy, but Richard doesn't seem to be phased about it one way or another. This all goes back to them having a connection to the company. Richard has always worked for that company. Now he realizes that, you know, his mom was the one behind the, de- behind the desk all this time. She was the actual president. So he's not really pressed about it. 
The other part is that if by year's end, he and Chase are actually good friends, like genuinely friends, and this would be totally based upon what Chase thinks, not what Richard thinks, then they get to split $50 million, bringing their total to about $30 million apiece. If they don't get along, the money has to be sent off to a covenant with these nuns. Or, yeah, I guess that's what you call it. Oh, she also leaves money for baby Joseph. Baby Joseph is her only great-grandson. He will get 21. No, he gets a million dollars when he turns 21. Now, for whatever reason, this is what pushes Angela over there. She gets real pissed. She's like, I can't believe the audacity of this wench. How are you going to do this to me from the grave? How dare you? And Melissa's like, no one's ever going to take my son. Baby, let the record show. No one wants the kid. They want to give him money in 20 years. Like, chill out. That's not even the right thing to say. I hate when people just pop off. Like, if you're going to argue, it's one thing to be argumentative if you're good at it, if you can conduct a good argument. But if you just want to shout out stuff, it just reminds me of so many people. So obnoxious. Anyway, she has currently left Angela a key, a hotel room key. She's supposed to go to this suite in San Francisco. And allegedly the room has been sealed off since the last time Jacqueline went down there. She don't want anybody going in. Nobody's been in it. But she wants Jacqueline that is wanted Angela and Philip to be present when the doors open because she wants Angela to know something about Philip, I'm assuming. They do a real quick teaser at the beginning of this episode and you do see Angela and Philip in a room and Angela's asking him like yo were you here and Jacqueline's making it look like you were here and he's like oh that woman's crazy she's deranged which means she was absolutely telling the truth isn't that always the telltale sign she's crazy she's crazy usually means she's right but I'm gonna gaslight the hell out of her because I will not blow up my spot Unsurprisingly, Julia has arrived at prison and she did not receive a warm welcome. She walks in looking like old money, hair up, jewels, fresh clothes, and the prison guards or the the administrators, the first people she sees at the desk, they're not having it immediately. They're playing good cop, bad cop. She's immediately getting pushed around. They snatch her, snatch her chain like Debo, snatch her locket with little Joseph's picture in it, and she just can't stand it. She's, well, it's not that she can't stand it, but this is who she is. She seems very weak and feeble. So she's back to that. A little later on, she's in her cell minding her own business when that same guard who snatched her chain walks by and she's waving the chain in her face like, you know, kind of in a sing-songy tone. It's not looking great for Julia straight away. She was bullied to death in regular jail. I can only imagine how this is going to go. Got about 20 more minutes left. I'm going to jump back on, watch it, come back with the recap. Okay, so this has to be about the time when the network realized that Lorenzo Lamas was probably about 70% of the reason people are watching the show. Well, who knows? This is me guessing. In my mind, 70% of the people enjoy the show, but they also happen to watch it because Lorenzo Lamas is on it, a.k.a. Lance. Now, this man is fine. There is no doubt about it. He's absolutely a heartthrob. And it's like they decided to give him this special, totally unnecessary scene. At the beginning of the episode, he, Melissa, and Joseph were swimming. No big deal. You know, he's swimming. They're feeding the baby. I think Angela was there on the phone. Whatever. We've already had one pool scene. It seems a little bit unusual on this show to have more than that. Lance, 
is at the corner of the pool and he's he's got his mouth open. It's damn near steamy. Over You can tell it's like 11 in the morning. Steam is almost rising off of the water because he's such a smoke show. He's so hot that we had to include a second pool scene. So he's looking across the pool and out walks Melissa in this jacket or something. And he says something to the effect of, oh, there's my wife. And they go back and forth with this weird flirt. It is clear they are there to show off their hot 80s bods. So he swims over. No, he saunters over. and He's still got his mouth agape. And he's like, oh my gosh, baby, come swim with me. It'll be so amazing. And Melissa, hair is fully did, fully did, fully curled. She's like, yeah, swimming is like a tango. Doesn't count unless you do it with other people. Literally never heard that, never heard that uttered in my life, but do you, boo, do you. So she takes off her swim cover and she poses for the audience. I mean, for Lance. <laughs> she poses and she's got on like this leather swimsuit or pleather. I don't know with ruffles. It's cute or whatever, but the pose got really uncomfortable. And she dips into the pool and he's, he's like, meet me halfway. And they swim towards each other. And of course they make out and there's steam rising. Well, there's no steam, but. End scene. Clearly, this has to be the time when he started to shine. It has to be. He's he's like 6'2". For those of you who don't know, he's like Lorenzo Lamas played in this show called The Renegade. And I think he was a, a judge on the show one time. I've seen him throughout the years, but I've never seen him in a, like a major movie. But I've seen him in a lot of um, action movies. In my head, he, he does movies like with Steven Seagal and Chuck Norris. That he's he's more along those lines. The first couple of seasons of Falcon Crest, they did feature him doing a lot of karate, and I know he does it in Renegade. Renegade still comes on from time to time, and if it's on, I'll watch him. But he's a total smoke show. He's everything you want in an '80s heartthrob. He's tall, dark, handsome, cocky, sort of a villain, immaculately dressed at all times. I hate to love him. Lance is a guy you hate to love, love to hate. Now, Lance's mom and Julia is having a time in jail. This one cop, this one CO is giving her a really rough time. So she's sitting in the prison lounge because apparently when you're wealthy, there's leather couches and recliners in the uh, common room. So she's, you know, chilling by herself, contemplating life. And in walks the CO with this letter. And she's like, lady, are you dumb or are you dumb? Don't you know we read everything? We censor things if we need to. I read this little note you sent to your son, and I don't appreciate how you describe me. So, Julius, why are you so mean to me? Why are you doing this to me? Well, it turns out, back in the day, the CEO actually went to school with Julia and her family. So, she says that she used to be a fat little girl, and Julia and her rich friends would tease her and make fun of her for wearing hand-me-downs and whatnot. So she is going to make this as unpleasant as possible for the remainder of Julia's stay. That's it. That's all for her. But the main attraction in this episode is 100% Jacqueline's reveal to Angela. So Angela and Philip do head over to San Francisco. They make their way to this hotel. They go up to the suite and they walk into the first room and it looks very ordinary. Nothing's out of place. Everything's clean. It's kind of dull and boring. So Angela's like, man, she better not have just sent me up here to play with me. What does she want? So they walk into the bedroom and there's a 
neatly folded note on the pillow that says Angela. So Angela picks it up. Philip walks in behind her and she starts reading the note. And Jacqueline's like, hey, girl, this is her from Beyond the Grave. Hey, girl, thanks for coming. I see you really wanted to see what was up. Well, I just want to let you know, first and foremost, thank you. Second off, this is the very last place that me and Philip made love. I need you to see this with your own two eyes. And Angela is like, oh, no, she didn't. First off, this is a new level of petty. I can't. I'm, I'm not. I'm a little bit of a planner. You know, I can plan a week or month or maybe a year ahead. Come on. To go beyond the grave. To make sure that it's petty. And Philip, why would you show up knowing this? So immediately, this is where that beginning teaser clip comes in. He starts denying. I, I don't know what she's talking about, man. She's crazy. You know that woman crazy. I don't even know she's lying. She always. Come on now, Philip. Now you knew this when you walked into the room. So sure enough, he denies it. And he walks out in the living room and he's still mumbling about how crazy. She's crazy, man. She wanted everything. She wants your life. She wants to ruin your home. La la. Meanwhile, Angela's looking on the ground and there are his cufflinks. He left his cufflinks from the last time he was there. So Angela does not let him know that she sees that. She doesn't flip out. She simply folds a note up and she tucks away the, the, um, the thing, cufflink. And she puts on that famous Angela Channing smirk. And she's like, well, dear, yes, I understand. You've proved how loyal you are today. This letter doesn't mean anything. Don't even worry about it. And he's so dumb. When a woman's like, don't even worry about it. When she just went from raging mad to extremely calm, that should be a telltale sign. There are a few other activities going on this episode. Obviously, the will and testament requested that Richard move out of the house. So he's working on that. But Cole's girlfriend is still sticking around. Let me say this, too. I know Lorenzo Lamas is clearly the heartthrob of this show. But Cole is actually, he's cute. He's cute, too. But he didn't have shirtless scenes. He's not sweating and glistening every opportunity that he has. What he does have, though, that little girlfriend that's sticking around whose name I had 10 seconds ago, and I've totally forgotten now. I'm not going to bother to look it up because I'm going to call her baby Shania. She looks like Shania Twain. It is uncanny. And I hadn't noticed before because honestly, their storyline's a little bit slow this season. Cole falls in love. Cole falls in love. Cole falls in love. He does this every single season. Remember, he fell in love with that older lady. Then he was in love with Melissa. Blah, 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 forever and ever. He just keeps on going with this. Yeah, she looks a whole lot like Shania Twain. Her father doesn't like the fact that they're together. And that's it. Not every moment can be full of excitement and full of passion. I will say that their love story is much more interesting than Vicky's. So I'm going to leave most of that out and I'll leave out any parts about Dr. Cousin this episode. All right, this is a short and sweet one. Join me tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, even if it's at the last minute. Tomorrow, I think we will watch Dallas for sure. We'll watch Dallas and see how things are shaping up. Yes, because I can't wait to see if Jock's ex shows up and I hope she's batty. I hope she's absolutely loopy and a bit of a terror. It's worth mentioning. It just reminded me when I talked about Dallas because Valvoline showed up and then I think on the last episode, Lucy talked about how Valvoline said that her and her dad were talking again, like they're starting to bring up characters we've never met. Maggie does this on this episode. She and Chase are walking, walking down the sidewalk and they're just kind of window shopping, but not really. 
And Maggie goes on to say like, wow, you know, back in the day, my dad just bought us everything. He threw money at us. So she starts talking about her rich father out of nowhere. He is certain to pop up. He is certain to pop up because we've already lost uh, Chase's mom and Chase's dad. We're running out of grandparents. So we need some sort of obscure, kooky character to come in with questionable motives, which is what I'm fully hoping for on Dallas with the ex-wife. It's got to be something there. All right, y'all. Be good. Drink your water. Stay hydrated. Stay moisturized. Mind your business and keep all of your drama on TV.